Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Season on the line for the Los Angeles Lakers, plenty on the line in the NBA and also in Major League Baseball today. Good afternoon. This is Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. I'm Craig Mish. I'll be joined by George Kurtz very shortly. Davis Maddock has the rest of the week off. We have plenty to get to here on the show today, of course, including a ton of afternoon baseball. So we'll preview those games for you on the money line against the spread. Also, a little bit later in the show, we go a little bit deeper into some of the odds on FanDuel in football. So make sure you stay tuned to that as well. But no doubt... Last night was an epic night for the NBA and a wild series continuing to ensue between the Dallas Mavericks and Los Angeles Clippers. A really tough one to call. It seems like the road team is dominating, and maybe that just will be the story of the series. Here are our headlines here as we begin the show here on this Thursday, June 3rd, 2021. Sixers, advance. Jazz, advance. Atlanta Hawks, advance. All to round two, all in very convincing fashion. So we'll be talking a ton about those teams moving forward. As I mentioned, the Dallas Mavericks take a 3-2 lead over the Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers were seven-point favorites in this one on FanDuel, and it just didn't matter. Dallas just seems to have their number in Los Angeles for whatever reason. The Montreal Canadiens, Colorado Avalanche, no surprise, win last night in the Stanley Cup playoffs, just as we discussed here on the show yesterday. Wild play in the outfield yesterday, by the way, between Tommy Pham and uh, and Kim, and things got a little bit heated in the dugout as well over that crash. And Cody Bellinger comes back to the Dodgers in a very big way. They put a 10-earned run spot on Carlos Martinez of the St. Louis Cardinals. Talk about ruining your fantasy season in one day. 10 earned runs in less than four innings. And the Dodgers end up beating the Cardinals pretty handily there yesterday. Well, the story, of course, in the NBA right now is the upstart Dallas Mavericks. They probably were going into this series as a pretty big underdog. Immediately came out, won the first two games in Los Angeles, and then couldn't hold serve at home. Very bizarre. But going back to L.A., got the job done. And another huge game yesterday, at least a huge first three quarters for Luka Doncic, who took a season-high 37 shots in this game yesterday, and he talked about some of the things that went well and, honestly, some of the things that were a little bit too much. I think it was too much. Uh, I shot some shots that I should have shot. Uh, I honestly think it was too much. But, you know, uh, like I said, I missed a couple layups, you know, a couple shots. Uh, I think I was good for, from three, but I missed a couple layups. Uh, but, you know, we got to win. Like I say, you know, that's all that matters at the end of the day. And that's it. Well, for Luca last night, very humble in the post game, just essentially saying that it was his teammates who ended up getting the job done. But 
no doubt when you have this kind of a dynamic player that the Mavericks at this point have to be considered favor to win this series. Our producer, Brett Levy, called this one yesterday. It, uh, it, it was really amazing to see the Clippers in this series just fall so flat as big favorites. And it's one of those things that's impossible to predict on a nightly basis. This is one of those series I just want to see it play out and, and definitely get to the end, no doubt about that. Uh, in baseball yesterday, really interesting night, I think, for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I think what they showed yesterday against the Cardinals is that at any given time, when they are healthy, it is going to be almost impossible to beat them because of their offense. Now, Corey Seager still is not healthy for them, but Cody Bellinger ended up hitting a grand slam in that one. And then, unfortunately for me, I'm sitting watching the game in Buffalo, New York, between the Miami Marlins and Toronto Blue Jays, George, where the uh, Blue Jays are essentially playing the month of June in Buffalo. And for those people who play DFS and those people who bet on games, I can tell you this right now. Don't look at the final score yesterday as an indicator as to what could happen in the future. I think that the totals in these games are going to have to be sitting on FanDuel at 9s and 10s because this park is going to play like Coors Field. Four home runs hit by the Marlins and two home runs hit by the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. They're just lucky no one was on base. This, there could have been 20 runs in this game last night. All right, let me. Uh, we'll get back to George in just a minute. But regardless of that, when you look at, I think, the elements that go into a ballpark, like they're talking about using humidors at different parks like maybe that one in particular is the one to consider because of the amount of runs that are being scored in that park but beyond that there's just really no reason for baseball to be tinkering with humidors i understand the notion of having pitchers use substances and wanting to stop that yes understood i even understand to a degree of altering the baseball so it doesn't have as many home runs hit. Like, like those are things that I'm okay with. But when you use the humidor, you're just basically telling people on top of all of the manipulation of the ball being made that uh, it, it could be a disastrous offense. And I'm glad to see at least that they're going to start policing some of this, George, with uh, with the baseball soon. I don't know if I'm a big fan of the humidor. You know, uh, if you're going to play in those kind of parks, they, I think you sort of live with it. I guess it deadens the ball a little bit. Isn't the ball dead anyway? Is that one of the complaints this year that's not traveling as far? I mean, all these they want home runs, right? That's what they want. They want the long ball. Chicks dig the long ball and all that. They want the high-scoring games, the sports center highlights of, uh, you know, 9-8 games, 10-9 games. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm a big fan of it. I sort of get the idea of it. But uh, we'll see what happens here. I do think hitting will get better. It can't get much worse. I think we're at 239 in May, which would be the second worst batting average ever. Yeah, it's been a rough, rough year for offenses. You're starting to hear some of the position players talk about that as well. Maybe that's the reason why Juan Soto has not gotten off to a great start this season. No one really knows for sure. We'll hear from Dave Martinez, the manager of the Washington Nationals, as we preview their afternoon game. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We know what our co-host George Kurtz is going to be doing at 1 o'clock Eastern today, watching the New York Yankees and Tampa Bay Rays. We're going to get to that game in just a minute. Of course, all of these games are weather permitting, but I am very happy to say we've got a ton of afternoon baseball today and even games going on during the show, which we can update. So, George, let's get right to them and give us some opinions on that, if possible. We got the Washington Nationals taking on the Atlanta Braves. Nats are playing a little better here. Time of the game starts in about eight minutes from now. Atlanta on the money line is minus 126. Washington will bring you back $108 on your $100 bet. The total is nine and a half. Patrick Corbin pitches for the Nationals. He's been very shaky this season, no doubt. They push back Ian Anderson a day, and they're giving Tucker Davidson a start for the Braves today, and that's the reason why the line is only minus 120. And one of the other things that's been interesting for Washington this season has been the struggle of uh, Juan Soto, who did spend some time on the injured list, but for the most part has played, and his numbers are not really representative of who he normally is. Dave Martinez, the manager of the Nationals last night, said he sees a change coming. He's really on time, Um, and I'm just watching. Where, where his contact point is, and it's right where it needs to be. So, uh, like I said, I mean, this it's it's really good right now. So, you know, hopefully he stays that way. I mean, he's in a good, good spot right now. He's getting ready. He's taking taking pitches uh, the way he's supposed to, and he's getting ready to hit the fastball early. He mentioned last night. Well, George, the Nationals are playing much better, and the Braves certainly are slight favorites in this game, to be transparent. I don't know a ton about Tucker Davidson, who's going to start today, but my guess is it's a four- or five-inning start for him. Braves' bullpen usually pretty good. But the reason why that even with Davidson that the Braves are favored, George, is because Patrick Corbin has not looked anything like we thought he would look. So it's a matter of if you think eventually he gets it turned around and gets it turned around permanently, and is today that day where it begins? Yeah, I would think Corbin is one of your more disappointing players this season. Uh, not that we – once again, he's not in the DeGrom, Cole range. He's not that kind of pitcher. But, you know, he's two tiers lower, solid pitcher that we expect to do big things. Washington's paid him big money. They expect him to do big things, and he hasn't. Uh, so you're right. That's really uh, why they, are, uh, they aren't uh, favored in this game because – I agree with you about Tucker Davidson. I don't know all that much about him either. You know, other than that fact that I agree with you, I think he's if he gives you a quality start, the Braves will jump up and down and do uh, you know hula hoops here. Uh, I think he's going to go four or five innings, and we get a bullpen game after that. Uh, the Washington offense, you know, I think we knew coming in struggling somewhat. You know, in the, the whole season, not a shock here, but you know, Bell's starting to pick it up a little bit. We know Turner's great. Soto, 
is hitting some this week. Uh, he's got a hot streak in him sooner or later. So uh, I kind of like uh, the Nationals here because of the price. I'm getting the value price, which is what I like here. Uh, am I going to tell you that Corbin's going to have a gem here? No. If I if I was positive, I'd have more on it. But I'm going to go with the value here in the Nationals. All right. Nationals plus money here on FanDuel today. Speaking of plus money, you can get a ton of it on the Tampa Bay Rays. They're getting 188 bucks back on a $100 bet, 2-1 to one for a team that's really dominated the Yankees. Uh, New York is minus 225 on the money line in the Bronx today. The total is 7. Ryan Yarbrough starts for Tampa Bay. And why is the line this high? Well, the reason why, of course, is because Garrett Cole is on the mound for the New York Yankees. And Cole certainly has dominated this season. Not as many strikeouts in May as he had in April. That's definitely one thing that's happened. The other thing that seems to be happening is the Yankees are more willing to play not only Aaron Judge in the outfield, but even playing him in center field yesterday. So Judge getting a ton of playing time. He is back healthy and looking pretty good. And Cole had some glowing things to say about what he has seen with Aaron Judge recently. What keeps people sustainable and, and impactful across the rest of the roster is, is the tone they set, the, the, the preparation and, and, you know, the way they deliberately go about their business every single day, the way that they pour into their teammates more so than they pour into themselves. Um, you know, if you guys could be around and watch the conversations that Aaron has, you know, from with, with, with Brett, you know, the most tenured guy on the team to, to, you know, to the guy that just called, gets called up to play, um, you know, in a, in a doubleheader or something like that. He's he's always making an impact. He's leading in the dugout um, by example and both vocally. Um, you know, he's a super humble guy that uh, demonstrates great sportsmanship and, and respect for his opponents. Uh, strikes me a lot of, you know, you know, some of the, just some of the great players I think that we all, that we all love. And, and I, I hope someday that um, I hope someday he he really puts together that that full career over the course of you know over the course of a decade and 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 we can we can really celebrate him for for a long time. Really nice things to say about Aaron Judge, George. Uh, Yankees still struggling here a little bit on offense, no doubt. But uh, the total is seven today in terms of Cole. If you get three runs for this guy, in all likelihood, you're going to win. Uh, but are you going to lay minus 225 today to win 100 bucks? I don't think so. Is there any bet of these that you like today? Well, with the Yankees, I've been an automatic under for a long time. I think it's over a month. I mean, literally, without even looking, under, under, under. If they play in Camden, okay, I'm not going to go in under there. Uh, Fenway over the weekend, I might have some reservations. Obviously, they're playing Yankee Stadium over the weekend. But if it was a park like Fenway, yeah, I might have some reservations. But they've been a blind under for me. They're not hitting. They're not playing good baseball. Uh, I mean, we could spew stats all day long. They had the weirdest inning last night, the Yankees. First and second, nobody out. There wasn't a double play hit in this inning. There was no triple play, but only one more batter batted. First and second, nobody out, but only one more batter batted. That's the Yankees for you. All right, Gio Urshela got thrown out at third, and then uh, Gleyber Torres gets picked off first base, and they had to fly out there. That's the Yankees for you. Uh, they're not a smart team here. So uh, I'm going the under here. Garrett Cole, I imagine, will pitch well. I'd be shocked if he doesn't pitch well. But they haven't won three of his last five starts. He's only lost one, mind you, and he's only given up eight runs in those five starts, and five of those runs came in one start. Think about that. They cannot score runs here. The prop, 9.5 strikeouts today. Cole has is generally striking out double digits, including twice this season against the Rays here. 
it's a lot, 9.5. I mean, it's really a number you, you wouldn't think, you know, two years ago, 9.5. What are you kidding me? But in today's day and age, the Rays strike out a ton. I like the prop here. I'm going to go the under as well. The game itself, you want to go Cole and the Yankees at minus 205, find a, pro, uh, find a parlay. You know, find a parlay, a parlay, parlay with somebody there. But give me the under, and I'll take the Cole strikeout prop. All right, fair enough. Let's move over to the Boston Red Sox today. They have been getting handled here a little bit by the Houston Astros, George. This game starts today at 210 Eastern. We saw Valdez take care of business yesterday. Today it is Jake Odorizzi. And uh, Houston is minus 142 on the money line, Boston plus 120. Martin Perez pitches for the Red Sox. And, and George, the Astros are just simply getting hot at the right time. It's like it kind of they slog their way a little bit through the first month, but they seem to be playing much better baseball now. And if they get their pitching going, they're going to be extremely dangerous. And it just seems like they always find these pitchers out of nowhere and uh, keep their careers going or even turn them around. Will that be the case with Odorizzi today? I think you said it perfectly there, right? I mean, Urquidy's all back pitching well, right? Uh, Valdez, who we thought at one point might be out for the year, had to pitch the gem last night. He's back. Odorizzi, he didn't pitch well in the beginning of the year. Goes out with a forearm strain, came back, I believe it was Saturday, and pitched a, a gem. That was the game where uh, Presley uh, blew it in the ninth because the, I forget who the first baseman was, decided, I'm not going to catch a Fernando Tatis uh, foul ball. He tripped over the uh, – uh, the wall by the uh, first base dugout. Next pitch, and Tatis hit it nine miles. So uh, I think the Astros are getting hot at the right time here. I don't trust Odorizzi, so I can't bet the Astros here. I just wonder if that's a one. They had one good start. We'll see what happens here. I, I want to see him again, but the over nine is looking interesting to me. And I, I, and I don't know about you, Craig. I used to, be, I used to love overs. We all love overs because you can win them right away, right? After the sixth inning, you're over. Hey, won the game, fantastic. Unders, you have to wait. I'm leaning the over here, and I haven't done an over probably in a few days, which is very unlikely, but I'm leaning over here. All right, so over, over nine on that. All right, coming up next, it's time for us to preview tonight's games in the NBA. Last night we had four. Tonight we have two. Critical games where two teams can wrap up their series tonight, and both of them are going to have to do it on the road. Can Denver win in Portland and end their seven-game series? How about Phoenix going to L.A.? And winning there. We'll bring in our producer, Brett Levy, and preview these games next. Stay with us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Before we move forward to Thursday night, let's look back to Wednesday night's NBA games and bring in Brett Levy, our producer here on Fantasy Sports Today, also former NBA employee for many years with different teams, and so he certainly can speak to the talent and speak to the results in terms of what happened on Wednesday night. So, uh, Brett, let's just make it real simple and easy. We had a lot of teams winning their series yesterday. You were here on the show basically saying Dallas will beat the Clippers. That ended up happening. You liked Atlanta over the New York Knicks in a close one. That ended up happening as well, although the game wasn't very close. And I don't think we touched really much on Philadelphia-Washington, but what was your biggest takeaway from those three games last night with the series being over? Well, I'm definitely impressed by how Trey Young has played in the postseason. He has taken his game to another level, Craig. You can only take so much away from a person in the pick and roll, and Trey has an answer for everything. I'm also really worried about the 76ers without Embiid. Um, He's listed as day-to-day, but as someone that's torn his meniscus a few times, it is no fun, Craig. Uh, So I definitely feel for Joe Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers. They were a team that was competing to come out of the East, but with a piece like that hurt, your top score, your top option, probably your best defensive player as well, that's a big loss. Uh, So unfortunately, I think we'll see the Sixers next season. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll see. Uh, Sixers still have some work to do here, and they still have another uh, series to play for sure. We'll preview that tomorrow. Let's get to tonight's games, and we're headed toward two game sixes. One that FanDuel is telling you essentially the home team has a pretty good shot, and the other telling you is a toss-up. Let's start with the first one. Denver at Portland, game six. Total is 227.5. Nuggets lead the series 3-2. to two. They could close it out tonight, but this is not going to be easy, Brett. They're going to have to do it in Portland. And the Blazers are pretty darn good at home, and they're five-point favorites in this one tonight. So I think we all assumed that this was going to go seven games at the beginning of the series. You think that is the case? Portland, do they win tonight and push this back to Denver, Colorado? Yeah, I do think that's the case, Craig. And I think the the sports books indicating that as well. Uh, this has been like a one and a half to two and a half point series the whole way. And tonight we're seeing a line of minus five. So they clearly think Portland's going to come out with their backs up against the wall at the, on their home court and defend it and uh, force a game seven in Denver. I think that Portland's the better team in this series due to all the injuries on Denver. Um, but Denver might have the best player. They've got the MVP and Nikola Jokic. So the five is too much for me to touch. But if you wanted to potentially take, uh, you know, Portland on the money line and parlay it with something, I think Portland's going to come out on top in this one, Craig. It just feels like this series is going seven. Yeah. How about taking Portland and getting a little plus money for the series at this point, as opposed to even the game, betting on the game? Yeah, that, that's definitely an interesting strategy. Anything can happen in a game seven. And, um, you know, we saw Damian Lillard have a playoff record performance and he still lost the game. So, uh, you know, you think backing a guy like Damian Lillard, he could go off for 55 and win you a game. Denver could still end up coming out on top. And what's crazy is they ended up winning that game by seven points, Craig, even though it was much closer throughout. It went to double overtime. Uh, seven yeah. points is uh, a big, big number there to win a game by. 
No doubt. All right. So on FanDuel, as we speak, Portland minus five against Denver again, total 227 in a half. Well, two late games tonight in the NBA. The second one is the one that most people will be watching, even though the game may not be competitive. We simply don't know. It will be Phoenix taking on the Los Angeles Lakers with the Lakers backs against the wall. Yeah, you could pretty much say that at this point. And FanDuel's line is Lakers minus two. What does that tell you? A little bit of tax for LeBron James beyond that. They're telling you Phoenix is probably going to win this game. The total is 207 and a half in this one. Suns lead the series 3-2. If the Lakers have any chance, it looks like, to win this game, they're going to have to get Anthony Davis back on the court. Yesterday after practice, he talked to the media about just what he is doing to try to get back on the court with all of the rehab and all of the work and and everything, but his groin, simply put, has just not been good enough for him to get back on the court yet, and he says he's hoping to be on the court tonight. Um, I don't know. I mean, hopefully, you know, all the rehab and, and treatment that I'm doing, um, you know, pays off, and, you know, the doctors uh, clear me to go tomorrow. Um, you know, that's what we want. So, you know, like I say, getting more treatment tonight, um, tomorrow, um, and, and kind of talk to the doctor before a game, after – after well, before and after our shoot, and, and uh, hopefully everything comes back good where they where they cleared me. So that's what we that's what we were uh, hoping for. Brett, this line does not tell me Anthony Davis is playing tonight. It, it almost feels like it's telling me the opposite, where they're not. I mean, you it doesn't really matter. You're playing in a playoff game against Los Angeles with LeBron James. FanDuel cannot make this a pick'em or make Phoenix a favorite, or all of their money is going to come in tonight on L.A. I totally get what they're doing with the line here. But if Anthony Davis is playing, don't you think the Lakers are minus four or four and a half or five, something like that? I mean, this tells me that he's not in the game tonight. And again, you and I probably have no idea as we stand right here around noon Eastern what's going to happen. But at least that's the indication that I see from this. Yeah, I think you're probably right, Craig. Uh, I am thinking that... What we will see tonight is probably uh, AD going at, you know, 70%, 65%. But we've seen Chris Paul have some big games while playing very hurt in this series. He's been really beat up since game one with the shoulder injury. Um, I think even at the end of the last game, you could tell it was really affecting him. So I am leaning LeBron and the Lakers in this side. Uh, minus two doesn't really scare me off too much, Craig. I think the Lakers get it done at home. I don't think LeBron is uh, exiting the playoffs on his home court tonight. I think he's going to force it to seven. We'll see what AD looks like. We'll see what Chris Paul looks like. Um, you know, probably the worst case scenario for the Lakers would be they need LeBron to guard Devin Booker. That's probably not the matchup they want. But it might be what the series comes down to, Craig, would be those two guys matching up against each other. And at this point in their careers, Booker might be a little bit quicker uh, than LeBron. But LeBron, obviously, on the other side, much bigger and uh, probably a more athletic player. If, if for some reason Phoenix does win tonight, Brett, and this ends the Lakers season, would you pick Phoenix to win the next round? Or do you think that they're a one-series Western Conference playoff team this year? Yeah, I I have not really bought into Phoenix since Chris Paul's injury. Uh, I just think he's going to be a guy that 
we hear in the offseason this is much worse than he was letting on. Uh, he's probably going to have surgery in the offseason. And I think that's really tough when that's your one of your highest paid players, one of your best players, uh, obviously the key to the offense. He's the point guard. He gets everyone into the right spot. Devin Booker's not a point guard. Aiton's not a point guard. They're not really huge passers and flow of the offense guys either. They're kind of get their buckets, get their rebounds and go. Um, so I think Chris Paul's injury weighs a lot into how I'm viewing the Phoenix Suns. Now, obviously, he's proved me wrong <laughs> on two separate occasions in this series, but uh, you know that's what great players do, Craig. They find a way, and he is certainly a great player. All right, last thing, and I know that you got to get back to producing, and we'll bring George back in for DFS. Early opinion on tomorrow night's game between Dallas and the LA Clippers. Do you think just honestly the road team is going to win every game in this series? It's just bananas. Yeah, it's been it's been crazy, Craig. Uh, I'm very high on the Mavericks, so I'm probably leaning Dallas to close it out at home. They've just been a team I like all year. And honestly, it's a team I like a lot in this matchup. I thought last year in the bubble, they proved with Porzingis on the court, they were the better team in this matchup. And right now, they've looked pretty good uh, through five games, so I hope they can keep it up through six. I would I would lean Mavericks early in that one, but uh, I could change my mind tomorrow. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. We'll bring you back tomorrow. And we'll we'll uh, we'll break it all down for you, no doubt. Uh, Brett Levy with us here on Fantasy Sports today, and we'll check in with Brett for Fantasy or Reality coming up in in just a couple of minutes. Uh, also, we've got a lot of DFS to discuss. Uh, George is going to be with us coming up a little bit later in the show. And on top of that, how about the uh, the fight coming up this weekend between Paul and uh, Floyd Mayweather? Uh, looks like there's some steam heading toward this thing. I saw I saw Paul make the comment, I think it was yesterday, and, and they're training, both of them, I think they're both training here in South Florida. I know Paul is. Essentially saying that he could learn something and he's not afraid to fail if he, if he loses to Mayweather. This is the first time I've heard him say that there's even a possibility of him failing in, uh, in the upcoming fight. So uh, this one will be probably fought in front of 40 or 50,000 people. So I'll be curious to see what happens. I'm still undecided as to whether or not I'm going to go to that. I don't know. I feel like even though it is very close by to me, and I'm usually one of those people who go to the events, like I'm a very big in-person event guy, I, I may sit this one out. We'll see. Uh, I got baseball to talk to you guys about coming up next as we've got ace day in fantasy baseball. Cole, Lynn, Darvish, a lot of good options for you on the DFS side. George Kurtz is going to be with us, and we're going to break all of that down. In addition to that, we've got plenty more to come with fantasy or reality here on the show. We'll talk a little bit more about some of the issues in sports that are happening right now, as well as the Sports Grid 60. So stay with us and stay with us here on the grid all day long. Scott Farrell coming your way, 4 o'clock Eastern. Little in-game live coming up later after that. We'll be back with more fantasy sports today. George Kurtz joins me next. So stay on the grid. We'll be right back.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, welcome back. 20 minutes to go until the Yankees take on the Tampa Bay Rays. So my co-host today is George Kurtz. He's in for Davis Maddock, and George has a nice little man cave set up where he's got two TVs on, sometimes three. One of them is usually on the Yankees game and whoever they're playing. And then the other one, actually it's three TVs. One of them is on the Yankees game. The other one is, of course, right here on Sports Grid when he's not on the air. And then the third one is on SpongeBob. So he's got a chance to watch all three of those at the same time. And there is afternoon baseball to get to today, George. So let's talk a little DFS action. It looks like quite a bit of aces on the mound. And as opposed to yesterday's pricing on FanDuel, it looks like you're willing to spend up. Let's take a look. Eric Cole, 12000 today in the afternoon slate against the Rays. Lance Lynn is 11000 tonight. Hugh Darvish, 11500 And then if you dare... Casey Mize, who's looked a little bit better for Detroit, 8,200. He is on the low end. So let's go through those pitchers. Yeah, I think this is a day where you don't have a choice. I think you have to spend up for starting pitching, Uh, mainly because those strikeouts add up. You know, if I'm taking the prop of over nine and a half on Cole, I sort of have to start him in DFS because that's a lot of points. I can't can't afford to give that up. And I think also today, the Yankees bullpen's been taxed a little bit the past couple of days. Losania's gone back-to-back games. Green's gone back-to-back. Chapman's gone back-to-back. They're going to want Cole to throw seven innings minimum, if not into the eighth inning here. They like, Of course, they'd like to see him to throw a complete gem. But they're going to leave him out there. You know, I think it's going to be a close game as well. I don't think I have a choice. I think I have to spend up a Cole here. Lance Lynn, if you need to save a little money, he's fine. I mean, I like Drew Darwish against that Mets lineup tonight. It's probably going to be without uh, Valar as well, right? He tweaked the, uh, the hammy. So I like that as well. But uh, the bottom line is I don't think you have a choice here. You have to spend up. I like Casey. My, listen, Detroit, I believe, had a winning record in May. Their their pitching's fine. They're it's solid. Good. It's not mm-hmm. great, but it's solid. They can't hit. That's your issue there. So if you did want to go cheap, Mize would be my guy. Yeah, I think with Mize and I, I think with the pitching staff that they're building, I think they have a shot to compete. But you're right. The offense is just, I mean, they got a lot of work to do there. I guess Torkelson is, is the first piece of that when he comes up. I guess next year, I think we'll see Spencer Torkelson. Okay, over to first base we go. Now, C.J. Crone is not, I repeat, not in the Rockies lineup today at Coors, so that's a bummer. We're going to have to figure out someone else for them. Uh, Josh Bell, 2,700. 
Nate Lowe of the Rangers, 4,200. That game's going to get underway soon. Paul Goldschmidt of the Cardinals is 300 there. So hoping for some love there with Crone. I've got him in my on my NL team, George, but unfortunately it's going to be at least coming off the bench at best today. Yeah, once again, that, that is annoying. He would have been my guy here. Uh, Bell game already started, so uh, we'll keep away from him. I'm looking at Nate Lowe, but once again, that's a pretty hefty price. And if I'm going to go Cole, I probably can't do Lowe as well. He's not that kind of player where I'll, I have to have Lowe. I want him, but I probably can't have both. Uh, maybe you can. You're going to go cheap someplace else. That's great. That's fine. I'll probably go Goldie, the 3,000. I'll go hit the home run last night. I'll, uh, I'll see what's going to happen with him tonight. I kind of like a couple of Cardinals in this game uh, today. Uh, I'm not saying I'm stacking Cardinals. I just happen to like some Cardinals here. We'll talk about a couple other guys later. But the guys we just talked about, it'll be Goldschmidt in most of my lineups. I like Lowe more. I just can't afford him. Yeah. And, and look, Lowe's had a nice year for Texas, too. They're playing at cores. That's why he's 4,300 on that slate today. Okay. Over to second base, we go. Cattell Marte of the Diamondbacks, 3,400. Ryan McMahon, a cores game, 3,800. Jose Altuve hitting extremely well for the Astros, 4,000. Whit Merrifield of Kansas City, 3,200 today, George. Let's dive into second base. Yeah, very similar to yesterday, and we could talk Cattell Marte at a, at a few positions, right? All right, so take your choice there. I like him a lot once again. You said about Altuve, he's hot, and that's the only reason he's on this list. He's hot. Martin Perez pitching for the Sox today. He's a left-hander. Never a chance to drive one out here. He's The whole, really, Astros team is playing well right now. So uh, I do like Altuve, but once again, not sure I can afford him at 4K. I probably have to go cheaper here, which is going to lead me to Whit Merrifield. He's sort of my safe play. You know, probably not going to hit the home run, but – Andre's going to get on uh, get on base, maybe steal a base here or there, score a run here or there. So my cheaper play there, i got to save money somewhere here. And for my team, it's going to be uh, Dozier. I could also go with Rendon. If I, need the, I feel I need some upside here, see if you can put one out tonight. I don't mind Rendon at 3,300 either, but uh, I think I need to save some cash. By the way, Matt Adams starts at first base for the Rockies today, just in case you're considering stacking that slate. Okay, over to third base. We've got Alex Bregman at 3,800, Anthony Rendon at 3,300, Eduardo Escobar, one of the few healthy Diamondbacks. And then uh, cheapest option here for you, George, in a couple days, Hunter Dozier, 2,200 tonight. And Audrey, I'm going with him. You know, I think like, I have gone with him. Uh, and I, and once again, there's no insight here. There's no, oh, my God, he's done this, this against this guy. It's all cheap. I need to save cash. All right, if I'm paying for Cole, which is really two grand more than I like to pay for a pitcher, I got to save it somewhere, and Dozier saves my uh, saves my cash here. Now, I probably wouldn't start Dozier and Merrifield. I think I'd like to stay away if not Casey's not that kind of offense, but I'm going to hope that Dozier runs into one here. Now, that's that's my plan. If I'm going to overpay for, I should say overpay. If I'm going to pay up for Cole, which I'm going to do, then give me Dozier. Okay, at shortstop, uh, Trey Turner's game is underway already with Washington against Atlanta, but Carlos Correa. A little bit later at 3500 Man, Brandon Crawford's had a nice season. It's only priced at 2600 And then Willie Adamas now of the Milwaukee Brewers tonight, 2400 So a little dicey here at shortstop, George. Doesn't seem like a lot of great options now that Turner's game has begun. It gets worse. Correa's out of the lineup today. So they're not going him anymore either. All right, so you can scratch that 3500 off. Uh, we're not going to take a chance on a pinch hit appearance. This sort of leaves Crawford. Right, I mean, I like uh, Adamus too. I do, and I think once again that trade worked out well uh, for him going to Milwaukee. Uh, but much better hit his ballpark there. We know Milwaukee doesn't listen; the ball flies out of there. So uh, I can go either option here. Crawford, 
Corbin's a weird, a weird case, Craig. You must see, I mean, what's he got? 14 home runs already for a guy who's barely done that in the past three seasons combined. Strange, but I don't care. He's hitting the ball out. I got. I'm going to use him here. So it's either Crawford or a Dame, uh, Adamus for me. Whichever way you want to go here, I'm good with either one. All right, and then let's finish off in the outfield. Garcia of Texas, 4,500. He just keeps going up. Ronald Acuna Jr. keeps homering, so he's 4,500 as well. Nick Solak is at Coors of the Texas Rangers, 3,500. Joey Gallo is 4,000. And Starling Marte in Pittsburgh tonight. And St. Louis could have some decent options as well. Yeah, well, I guess we'll hope for a Marte Parte tonight. Uh, Starling's been good. Been good since coming back. Hit the home run uh, last night to right center. Uh, Cattell Marte, if you want to put him in the outfield here, I'm fine with that as well. Uh, Kuna, once again, I, I'm most likely I can't afford him. So I'm going to, no matter how many lineups I'm going to play, it's going to have a top top notch starting pitcher. So I'm not going to be going to Acuna or Soto if you want to put him in there. Gallo, Solak are in there for Coors Field in case you want to go that direction. And I like uh, Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill. Those are the other two guys I like as far as uh, Cardinal players today. Tyler, I mean O'Neill's been hot. Really, just he's just hitting the ball out, doing some damage there, playing some good outfield as well. And Carlson got off to a slow start when he got back from the injury, but he's got hitting well. Had uh, I think he's got two home runs his last three games now, so he's hitting the ball. He's seeing it well. I'm going to have these guys in a lot of lineups tonight: Carlson, O'Neill, and the Marte twins. All right, so that's your look at DFS for tonight. If you want to head on over to FanDuel, make sure you get yourself set up. All of those picks you can use tonight. Optimize your lineup help you out also daily roto of course even though davis is not on the show uh today you can go to dailyroto.com use the lineup optimizer and get yourself set up well one other piece of news george to get to before we break here for the bottom of the hour the usfl is going to relaunch in 2022 so uh, george in general i tend to be optimistic amongst things and i hate to just immediately dismiss topics stories teams athletes i just don't do it i feel like everybody deserves a chance but this is but how many times are we going to go through this George with an alternate football league my gosh like is 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 this just never going to end whether it's whether it's uh the XFL or the uh, the American Football Alliance whatever it was like why do these leagues keep popping up and thinking they're going to succeed i i don't get it i don't understand it we just simply don't crave football in the spring we don't we never will i'm with you uh, somebody obviously believes it can work. I think the only way it would ever work, truly, is if uh, the NFL would use it as some sort of minor league system. I think it's the only way it would sort of work here. You know, but the NFL uses the college uh, game as the minor league system. You know, but I think it's the only way you're going to have it here. They're going to keep trying. Listen, uh, is that what they called it last year, the AFA, the uh, American Football Alliance? That wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't bad, but the, uh, the, you know, the pandemic killed it, and we never saw the end of it. Uh, but I agree. With you. I think once, you know, once – the NFL is over. We move on to the next thing. Okay, football's done. Now we're on to basketball. Now we're on to hockey. We're now we're looking forward to baseball. That sort of thing. I just think that's what we're used to as a as a country, as a group of sports fans. Once one sport's done, we're on to the next. You know, I don't know if we want to watch football 365 days a year if it's not the Cowboys, the Patriots, Steelers, Packers. You know, it's if it's other guys. I don't. I just don't. I don't think it'll work. But someone does, so they're going to keep trying. If someone's going to pay you, I would do it too. Yeah, it's just unbelievable to me. And, and to see the massive failure that these all have been. You, you know, I think personally, George, it's like any other sport. We've become, we've probably become used to seeing sports at certain times of the year. And with that one in particular, I personally think 
that we as fans, and we're, you know, cover this for sports grid and cover it for media. We're, we're talking heads about it's a little bit different, but I think that we get overload on topics and stories. I just think that after five months of talking about it, and we will here, August, September, October, November, December, January, and then January is a little slow, and then February is just a Super Bowl. But after that, it's like we're done. And, and I don't think that we want to do it again in the spring. And I, and I think that's the problem. I think what you mentioned is actually interesting. If they were just really interested in building something sustainable, run it during the NFL season. Run games as if, you as you mentioned, is a, a sort of minor league system. Have the games, I don't know, George, maybe have them on Sunday night, all of them, as opposed to on Sunday. And I, I don't know that a lot of people are going to watch this regardless of that, but at least people will be aware of it and think that there is competition because I have just yet to see any of these leagues pop up that have shown anything remotely close to what the NFL product I agree. I think the idea of a minor league system, which what would catch people's interest is that, uh, you know, Brett Levy's playing, Brett Levy of the, uh, of the Steelers, you know, the Steelers prospect, Steelers sixth round pick, Steelers free agent, whatever you want to call him. Brett Levy of the Steelers is playing. Oh, okay. That's my team. Now you'll have some rooting interest there because there's a chance Brett Levy might be called up to replace whoever when he gets hurt, that sort of thing. So that that's what I'm going with there, that you'll have some interest there. But other than that, I live in New York, the AFA. I don't know what the New York team was called, the New York uh, whatever, the New York Wizards. I, I don't care. I don't care. I have no interest there. There's nothing there for me to watch. I might watch it as, a, okay, it's on TV. Oh, I'll watch the game a little bit. Nothing else on on a Saturday afternoon, whatever. But there was not, nothing to capture me there. You know, it's football. I love football, but nothing much to capture me. So I just think they need to have some kind of affiliation with the NFL teams. And, and maybe that is the answer. I, I don't know. But I just think that if if they think that they're going to run an independent league of some kind and have success in the spring, uh, I personally don't see it. Five months of football, we get overloaded, we're done. The sun comes out after the new year and it's and it's springtime. I don't, I don't think that we want to see this play out again, but they're going to try and we'll see if it succeeds. All right, coming up next, we're going to end this first hour of our program, but make sure you stay tuned because Chris has the update coming up at the top of the hour. Also, a couple of really good Thursday night NHL Stanley Cup playoff games, including the Boston Bruins and New York Islanders. We gave you a little bit of a preview of that game, and George seemed like he was leaning a little toward the Islanders, but guess what? You're getting plus money with them today. Not expected to beat Boston on their home ice. We'll see how that one works out. So we'll take a quick break here on FST. This is SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com. I'm Craig Mish, along with George Kurtz here on this Thursday. We got you for another hour, so stay with us and stay on the grid. We'll be back with more right here on Fantasy Sports Today in just two minutes. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all 
at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Well, Major League Baseball just put out its all-star ballot for the first time in 2021. So those of you who are interested in voting for that, you can do it. We'll have the fantasy baseball all-star team coming up in about a month from now. But, George, the other thing that's happening right now is that the Cleveland Indians are getting ready to make a transition in their franchise. The Indians' name is going to be no longer. Something else will be chosen. This is the final season, I believe, for the Cleveland Indians to keep the Indians name. So any ideas for Cleveland to see what they end up moving to next year? Yeah, I just read the article now. Apparently social media is pushing the Spiders, the Guardians, and or the Avengers. Spiders is the old name of the team, I believe, from the late 1800s. Not a big fan of that. Cleveland Guardians, not feeling it. Cleveland Avengers, eh. I kind of like the Cleveland Rockers. You know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is there. I could sort of go for that. All right. Cleveland Rockers it is. Um, yeah, I mean, I could go with Back to the Spiders. It's, you know, some history. I know that you're not a huge fan of that. But for me, history is fine. And bringing back the old is now new again. Seems to be a trend in sports. So, sure, why not? All right. That'll do it for our first hour of the show. Chris Kopsky's got the update coming up at the top of the hour. Then we'll be right back previewing some of the games going on in the NBA And, of course, the NHL, can the New York Islanders continue to keep pace with the Boston Bruins? We'll have a preview of that game with George coming up in just a little bit. Also, Carolina and Tampa Bay, this is pretty much it for the Hurricanes. If they don't win tonight, they go down 0-3 to the Lightning. And also, week one quarterback odds are out for the Denver Broncos, who may be suiting up as signal caller for the Broncos coming up here in 2021. Wonder if we'll get an answer to that. We'll find out soon. So stay with us and stay on the grid right here on SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel where we post all of our videos of all of our shows each and every day, which would include the morning after, the early line, Scott Farrell going coast to coast, in-game live. All of our hosts, all of our personalities are right there for you and all of the picks that we make as well. So stay with us and stay on the grid as we head toward our lunch hour coming up at the top of the hour, 1 o'clock Eastern. Here is Chris Kofsky with the update. We'll be back in two minutes. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.